Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. Spring is on its way, and with it, the very special Easter season. We hope this Easter series will refresh you as you stop for a little moment and listen in. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to Episode 36, We Need to Remember. As we get closer and closer to the most holy holiday of the year for Christians, today we talk about communion, a special way of eating and remembering. But before we study what Jesus did to institute that practice, let's talk about why remembering important events matter. Sharon, let's talk about weddings for a moment. (laughs) What do you remember about yours and why does that matter? Well, I had not the wedding I had planned, Nicole. (laughs) We were supposed to get married in October, which is my favorite month of the year. It was supposed to be on a normal day, a Saturday, and then we were going to have a normal honeymoon. But Ray was at West Point at the time, and he broke his ankle right before graduation, and so he couldn't take his final PT test. Oh, no. (laughs) So he had to wait till his ankle healed and not graduate with his class in June, uh, then take his PT test and graduate in July, and then go to Officer's Basic. So basically, (laughs) uh, our wedding got shoved to November instead on a Thursday night. Oh, Because he had to report to work on that Monday at Fort oh. Meade, Maryland. So we had this really short honeymoon yeah. and um, kind of a rushed wedding because we had to do it late enough for all the guests that worked to be able to get there. Oh, right. Uh, but early enough that, you know, people like my grandparents could get home and get to bed. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was wild. But what I remember most about it and, and why it's important that I remember this is the rehearsal dinner the night before and the rehearsal itself. Because Ray had just come in. I hadn't seen him in three months. And he'd driven all the way from Alabama to get there in time for this quick little wedding. And it was so wonderful to see him again after all those months apart. And of course, we had four years apart at West Point too. So it was like, finally, we're going to be together. (laughs) So there was no pressure during the rehearsal. So when the pastor had us practice our vows and we really said them, we meant them. It was oh. so holy. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt like the wedding day itself, I was, I was more performing because I'd already said them and I had meant them, that oh. I would love him till death do us part. And so I had that very rich, beautiful memory of Ray's eyes shining into mine oh. and saying <laughs> vows that we've kept, although there have been times <laughs> when it was remembering that I said till death do us part that <laughs> kept us together. <laughs> so well, how about you? What about your memories and why do they matter? I know they do matter. They keep us going. I think you're right about remembering those special days. Um, I have two. I have a funny one and a sweet one. So <laughs> okay. I'll tell you my funny wedding story. So <clears throat> Josh had four of his best friends for groomsmen, and one of them is just like, he's just so funny. He's always cracking a joke. He's always just keeping the, the spirit light. Well, he was in charge of pulling my aisle runner down, you know, like the little carpet oh, thing with the, the rope. Beautiful, oh, yes, yes, yes. And I wanted that aisle runner. So he, <laughs> he and mom, one of the other groomsmen was in charge of pulling it down. As they started walking down the aisle, his side of the rope caught on the aisle runner oh, no. and started ripping. Well, he kept walking because <laughs> he didn't know 
what else to do. And so the aisle runner got smaller and smaller and smaller until this little <laughs> sliver at the end. And I'm rounding the corner with my dad in my dress and I'm fighting back tears and nerves. And I look and I see the aisle runner. <laughs> and then I look up and I see all the groomsmen's faces and Josh just looking at, in, at me in horror like, oh no, <laughs> waiting for my reaction. Oh, that's too funny. And I burst out laughing. <laughs> It was just too funny because their faces looked just like they, they must felt have been so bad. So relieved you laughed. I know. Around. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not walking this aisle. So walking down the aisle, I was just laughing and trying not to trip on the ever increasingly smaller little runway. Cute. <laughs> but to this day, he still feels bad about oh, it. It's so funny. He's like, "Oh, the aisle runner." I'm like, "It's okay. I shouldn't have bought it online. It was probably too cheap." To <laughs> that was my funny oh. one. That was a good, you know, broke up the nerves for us all. And my favorite memory um, was our ceremony, too. Um, toward the end of our ceremony, we did this um, hand ceremony. And it went something like, um, these are the hands that will hold you and care for you. And oh. these are the hands that will um, have fun with you, but also reach for you when they're old and wrinkly. And I just, I, that always stuck with me. You kind of forget some of the details right, of your wedding because right. you're nervous and, you know. But I always remember that. And even now, like, we'll reach for each other's hand to hold it. And I'm like, oh. Like, we're still holding hands, yes. and that's really important, you know? Because mm -hmm. we made mm -hmm. that promise to each other and to God, and it, ha it has been hard. Marriage is very difficult, as we all know. Right. And just having that physical reminder that we made that promise when we hold hands is I a good that. you know, And you're never going to lose us. your hands, God right. willing. Hopefully not. So <laughs> they will be always there for you. I yeah. think that's beautiful. Yeah. Really, really neat. Well, it's important to remember because... Um, it's easy to walk away from some of the things that seemed so poignant and real in the mm, moment. Absolutely. And I think that the reason we have ceremony, mm. like a wedding, is to, to make that commitment a big enough deal that it sticks in our brains. Mm, I really do. And I think that's why we have ceremony with communion, why Jesus mm. established something like that, because the act of doing something out of the ordinary helps make it significant and helps us remember. Right. It so. marks it different than the yeah. everyday. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's really something. So, well, in the same way that we need to remember what we promised on <laughs> our wedding days, we absolutely need to remember what Jesus did for us because mm -hmm. we're so prone to forget. <sighs> actually why we need anniversary celebrations too. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Ray and I always make a point to at least go out to dinner on our anniversary. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, another way we remember is at weddings, when we watch another couple say their vows, we hold hands, there's oh. that hand thing, <laughs> and kind of squeeze, yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, for better or for worse. That's oh, so the poor bride up there doesn't know the for worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, sweet girl. <laughs> But here we are. We've yeah. come through the better and the worse. So Aww. it's really, really sweet. I so, love that. Yeah. Yeah, we've always made it a point to celebrate our anniversary too. It's just, I think some people get like, oh, you know, you don't need to do that or do Valentine's Day. But it's really important to make the effort because... I know you said, well, we shouldn't celebrate Valentine's Day because we show love the other 364. But do we really, do I really remember to write him mm -hmm. a nice card or, mm -hmm. you know, plan a special dinner just the two of us? So for me, our our anniversary and Valentine's Day and these 
special days help me to stop and really focus on yes. showing my husband love, you know, mm-hmm. telling him mm-hmm. that he matters. So right. I think it's important, you know? It is. It is. Because in day-to-day life, you don't, you can't make a special dinner every night. Let's be real. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and buying a card, they're expensive. They're ridiculous. They're so expensive. $5 for a card? What is I that? Know. Do you know my favorite card was a handmade card by Josh? Really? He, so you don't have to go spend a lot of money, people. Just make a, you get some construction paper. <laughs> he made you a he card. He made me, he cut oh. out a heart from construction paper. He folded it in half and on the outside he wrote me without you and then he opened I opened the heart and it was a full heart and it said me with you oh <laughs> it's my favorite I still have yes. it I mean it took him five minutes to make that <laughs> <laughs> and cost him you know 20 cents but that that meant so much to me so it doesn't yeah. take much to show no, it doesn't love. yeah yeah but little things like that matter they, they really just do, do yep. so absolutely oh, so good so good <laughs> Well, now it's time to read our passage of scripture for today and go to remembering Jesus. (laughs) So let's set the scene. Jesus had turned his face back toward Jerusalem and his death when he chose to help Mary and Martha when Lazarus died. He raised Lazarus from the dead and the crowd cheered him into the city, lauding him as Messiah and coming king, even though he rode a donkey and not a war horse. (laughs) And now it's Passover. That precious time each year when the Jews remember that their homes were passed over by the Mm -hmm. angel of death because they slaughtered a pure and innocent lamb and smeared its blood on their doorways. (laughs) Well, Jesus is about to give a whole new meaning to Passover. Nicole, will you pray for us before we stop and read God's word and enjoy this sweet Selah moment? Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much that we're able to just be together and read the word and watch as you walk toward your death in order to save us. Lord, help us to hear what you have for us to to learn from this passage, Lord, and help us to live it out too and show other people um, the love that you showed for us when you sacrificed your life for us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Luke 22, 1 through 20, I'll start with verse 1. Now the festival of unleavened bread, called the Passover, was approaching. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and the officers of the temple guard and discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed (laughs) to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters. And And say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. (laughs) So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them, saying, 
This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Mm. Nicole, what does this passage reveal about Jesus' thoughts during that traditional Passover celebration? I think that he must have thought it was worth doing to make time before his death, which was coming right up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make sure they celebrated it. Um, I think it shows that his thoughts were on his disciples and trying to make sure that they understood what he was going to do. Um, And I also think he was thinking of us, Sharon, you know, as future Christians. Um, He seems to have set this up for us to do as well, to remember um, his sacrifice. Yeah. And I bet when he broke that bread, Mm. because he says, you know, this is my body broken for you at one point in one of the gospels, (laughs) he's thinking about his body about to break and he's looking he's looking at the ones for whom he will break Mm -hmm. you know know. and then his blood poured out when he pours the you know the wine in the cup um his blood poured out Mm. the suffering that he went through was incredible so um i think I think he knew that he, well, of course he knew that he was the (laughs) Passover lamb and that all of a sudden, instead of innocent little lambs being killed every year, um, he was the once and for all pure sacrifice whose blood was shed for us. And and the the remembering would be uh, all new. And so mm. permanent. It wouldn't have to be a, a ritual every all the time because he once and for all did it. There would be mm. no more lambs that needed to be killed, which I'm really glad about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's one more passage of scripture we're going to look at, and it's found in 1 Corinthians 11. It's actually where we see how firmly established this remembering of Jesus really was in the mm. early church. Uh, they'd already made it a pattern. And of course, we keep that pattern today. So would you read it for us? It's 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 34. Sure. For I received from the Lord, which I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined, so that we will not be fully condemned with the world. So then, my brothers and sisters, when you gather to eat, you should all eat together. Anyone who is hungry should eat something at home, so that when you meet together, it may not result in judgment." And when I come, I will give further directions. Hmm. So interesting. interesting. They must have had full meal together. You know, yeah. we when we do communion, we have a little bit of bread. Right. Tiny little Not enough to juice. drink till you're full, that's for sure. <laughs> right, 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 right. So they must have made it part of a whole meal, which yeah, is, it is fascinating. And, um, and then they were treating it more like a feast instead of right. the remembering part, right. which wasn't so good. So, okay. Well, There are some standard things that should be a part of every Lord's Supper, every remembering Mm. time, every communion. Um, um, So let's talk about them together, Nicole. Okay. 
Um, the first thing I think is the examination of oneself before mm. partaking. The 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 part where we need to look at our own selves and say, Lord, is there anything in me mm. that has displeased you? Because I know I can confess it, and you will cleanse me. And I want to come to this table with um, with no unconfessed sin. Yes. So, and uh, I love that you can confess. And Jesus wipes you clean, and and that is actually the whole point of remembering that it's His blood poured out for us. So, but that has to happen, and I know in our church, anyways, there's usually a little bit of space, and there's mm. music playing, and there's time to get our hearts right. And, mm. and part of that for me too is is making myself focus yes. once again on what Jesus did uh, for me, so that I am literally being brought back to that remembering time. Mm. So I no, think that's, that's so neat. good. So yeah, I always like that time. It's so nice to have that because sometimes, you know, in my prayer time, sometimes I'm praying for others. Or I'm going through my little prayer list or whatever. But you don't always have that. Really, okay, stop. Look, God, what is it? Is there something I'm not confessing? Is there something I'm holding on to? So it's a really important time. It sure is. Yeah, it no, sure it's kind of neat. When we first came to Elliot, um, there was a, a message from Pastor Stan about communion, oh. and it changed my whole perspective of that of that beginning time. Uh, my dad was in the military, so we moved all over all over the place and we ended up in several different churches and some of them are pretty legalistic oh they can be yeah, yeah. and i yeah. felt like they got um i got the wrong impression of that beginning time where it was too much condemnation and too much of what i needed to do to make myself good enough to come to the oh, table so yeah. i was terrified that i would forget a sin or that oh. i wasn't good enough to take communion and there was a time in my um, late teens where i didn't take communion at all because i just thought that i couldn't get myself clean enough Bless to do, you, to take it <laughs> yeah, and then pastor yeah. stan had said one sunday he said that the communion table was for sinners and that we were supposed to run to that table and sharon it was just the floodgates open oh. <laughs> i was just sitting there yes. in church crying on god you want me to come as I am. You clean me. I don't have to clean myself right. first because I can't, clearly. <laughs> I've been trying for years. Yes. And it was this beautiful moment of um, removing that condemnation, just like, okay, God, what are my sins? You will bring them to light, and you will help me to um, lay them before you so that you can cleanse them. Right. And and I don't have to panic that I've forgotten one. Right. right. I, oh, I can see. Isn't it? Oh, Satan is so evil. He's so he tricky. twists yes. things. I <laughs> Something mean, yes, so beautiful. we're to self-examine. Yeah. But but no, condemnation and accusation is straight from him. I love yeah. how Stan put that. I just loved him. That, that should <laughs> run to the table. Yes. Is it this table is made to, to celebrate the, right. the fact that his we're bloodshed, no his body stuck. broken, yeah. is what has made it okay for us to come. Isn't that amazing? So I just, it's changed, it's changed communion for me. It's such a joyful time now. I come excited to give him my sins. Like, take it away again. (laughs) (laughs) You do it so much better than I do. Oh, I love it. So I do love that part of communion. Yeah. Well, the next part after the examination is the bread. The Talk bread. to us about the bread. So, yeah, I think back then they must have had more of a feast. Uh, one church we had gone to, they did pass out like giant rolls. We all kind of ripped off a big piece of a dinner roll. And that was um, unique because usually in most, church, most churches, it's a little wafer, a little right. cracker. <laughs> right. And I think that does help us not come and think it's a party or a feast and just eat too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, usually there's a little piece of bread and um, we take it and remember that this is part of God's 
sacrifice to us, his body that was broken for us. Right, right. It's an important part It's of wonderful. It. And, and the ceremony itself mm. of remembering that solidifies it in our mind. And it, and it helps us identify with Christians all over the mm. planet yeah. who take bread and say, we remember. We're not forgetting. Yeah. So, yeah. So well, then, of course, it's the cup, the next um, step. And that is to remember blood poured out mm. just poured out on our behalf and i don't know about you but i like my blood best when i don't see it <laughs> yes. you know it needs to stay where under the skin <laughs> and not show up where i look at it that's not where it belongs and um the thought of uh just all that jesus went through from the crown of thorns that pierced his head mm. to the whips that just shredded his oh, back gosh, you yeah. know and then carrying a cross on top of that back oh you know there's just so much there and yet he he walked toward that willingly from Mm. the moment he set his face toward jerusalem he knew what he was doing Mm. and he chose it for us so we remember when we drink that cup of blood poured out poured out for us yeah (laughs) so and then the eating together, the unity part, I think that part is so important. Um, we are so prone to forget and to wander, but to have that fellowship of all sitting together to remember Christ. We can keep each other accountable. And there's just this feeling of connection, like we are the body of Christ. So look over and see everyone you know, praying um, and remembering Christ's sacrifice together. I love that part. I do too. I think to there's an community. identity thing that goes on there. Mm. There's a couple of... Um, sacraments that protestants and catholics share and that's um baptism although we do it differently but (laughs) but and then communion yeah the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the wine all over the world Mm. people that believe in jesus uh, celebrate what he did for us on that cross that way so yeah there's a beautiful unity in that yeah i love it i love it so when when did you first take communion, and, and when do you, your girls do it? Because there's a lot yeah. of discussion on that. Yeah. When, when are you able to take communion? When it's a big okay. deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first communion was taken. Um, we grew up in Baptist church, so it wasn't um, as formal, I think, in Catholic, they, in Catholic religion, they do. Like, the first communion is a big right, thing. Right, um, right. For me, it was just after I was saved and baptized. Um, I think I was eight or nine, and my parents talked to me about it, and then we had it at church and that was really exciting um for my girls we have um a few of them who have um asked jesus into their heart and want to follow him uh so the ones that have expressed that desire um i've talked to them about it and josh has and um they're often downstairs in the children's ministries they don't have the opportunity for communion but there was a few sundays they were upstairs during that so um I talked to them and asked them if they were ready for it beforehand and explained to them. And I felt like once they understood what they were doing, it yes. wasn't like a snack time during church, that <laughs> <laughs> it was probably safe to let them take in communion. And it was a ser- you know, something serious and something um, really special to remember Christ's sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. So they did. I think all three of them have taken communion so far. And it was, it was really special. They took it very seriously and they did them. their little prayer. You know, it was yeah. super cute. <laughs> yeah. I think that's lovely. Yeah. I think as long as it's discussed and mm. as long as they understand, what we do is remember what Jesus did for us. Right. You know, it's just not a casual thing. Right. If that's the foundation, that's... I think we're good, you know, because right. I'm okay. trying not to make it too legalistic, right. but you don't want it to be like, oh yeah, here kids, have some crackers. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So find but, that line. Yeah, because yeah, Paul does say in 1 Corinthians, 
Louise Levin. We need to take it seriously. Exactly. So, so there's there's caution. a balance there. <laughs> right, exactly. I think for me, I didn't take it till after I was baptized, which was yeah. when I was around 12 years of age. But my parents did the same thing you did. They treated it very solemnly. Um, and I did the same with my girls. Just, you know, this is a holy thing. Right. And this is, this is an identity thing. Mm. You only do this if you are Christian, a Christ right. follower. Right. This is, you know, all of us pay the rent. And most of us swim in the summer, right? right. You know, <laughs> the human beings do lots do of things, things in yeah. common. But um, you usually don't break bread and remember Jesus' death unless you belong to him. And you shouldn't unless point. you belong to right. him. So, huh. so it's an identity thing. I like that. So um, I, I love taking it. I love the act of remembering together with fellow believers what Jesus yeah. did for me. I love that I can confess sin <laughs> moments before I partake, knowing I'm fully forgiven and yes. covered by his blood, what I'm about to remember. Um, it's just full of meaning. It really is. And mm. it was instituted by Jesus himself mm. on the night he was betrayed with everything that was going on. He's, he's breaking that bread and looking at their faces and knowing that what's about to happen, not, they have no clue. Still. <laughs> no, what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just so beautiful to see. It's so mm. full of meaning. It really, really is. So um, the perfect lamb, the last and only necessary mm. sacrifice for us all. Hallelujah. Amen. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, let me, let me just pray for us and pray for everybody out there that um, identifies as a Christian, because you too, in your church, however your church does it, uh, remember, and I think it's important that we do that. And right before Easter, especially, we need to remember, and it should mm. never get stale. Yes. I accepted Jesus at age four, and I am now in my 60s. I don't ever want it to get mm. stale. Yeah. I want to always be in awe of what he did. So Absolutely. let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much for sending your one and only son to die for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your broken body. We thank you for blood poured out on our behalf. We thank you for your willingness to endure sin piled on you and the wrath of God and punishment that was ours, that you took on our behalf. We honor you. We are in awe of you. Lord, every time we break bread and take the cup, help us remember your death until you come again, Lord Jesus, and take us home. In your name, I pray with a grateful heart. Amen. We hope this episode gave you a fresh appreciation for communion. May God bless you next time you eat the bread and drink from the cup with a warm remembering of what it represents. Next week is Easter week itself, and we'll be talking about that last day of Jesus' life, his death, and then the glory of the resurrection. You won't want to miss episode 37, The Greatest Grace. Hmm. Well, Hello, podcast friends. I, I'm actually popping on with a big request. We are forming an inner circle of sorts among all of you wonderful listeners. Would you like to join? Podcast partners are followers who donate monthly to this podcast ministry. And the donation does not have to be a big one. We'd love $5 a month or 
even $2 a month. (laughs) You see, it costs us over $200 each month to produce these. Would you consider helping us? We'll be creating a special email just for you, and we'll pray for you as well with great joy as you partner with us. So go to sweetsela.org slash donations right now if God places this on your heart as something he has for you to do. We really need you. We don't want to go to advertisements and sponsors. We'd rather keep going as we have been. We just really need some help. So go to sweetsela.org slash donations and write podcast partner in the comments when you donate. Thank you for listening and responding as God leads you. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.